Welcome to another episode of Code for Thought. And for this episode, we'll go to the small town of Paderborn in the northwest of Germany. Because Paderborn was the location for the annual conference of the German RSE Association, which took place between the 20th and 22nd of February this year, 2023. And if you have difficulties in locating Paderborn, it's roughly halfway between Cologne and Hanover. This was the first in-person conference for the German RSE community since 2019 because, like for so many of us, the Covid pandemic threw a spanner into the works of organising events like this. It's also the first time for me to attend a German RSE community event. And as I'm always curious to find out how RSEs work in different parts of the world, this was an excellent opportunity to meet many of the RSEs in the country and in person. Some of them I already met and indeed interviewed, and you may recognize their names, like, for instance, Frank Löffler, Stefan Doskat, and Heidi Seibold. And there's another reason for going to Paderborn. Before the conference, I met with Oliver Bertoch from the Research Center in Jülich, and we discussed the idea of adding a German language episode to the Code for Thought podcast, or in fact, several German language episodes. As a consequence, the conference is actually the launchpad for the first episode in German, and German listeners and speakers will get a full-length conference report with interviews published in parallel to this English language summary. The conference itself took place over two days, with an extra day at the end dedicated to workshops only, and around about 150 participants found their way to Paderborn, which I think is a pretty good turnout for a conference, and in particular after such a long break. Uh, the conference venue itself was interesting as well. It was hosted in the former headquarters of the Nixdorf Corporation. Heinz Nixdorf, for those outside Germany, was a pioneer in computing in the country, and he went to set up a successful business indeed. Nowadays, the headquarters have been repurposed into a conference center and indeed also a very interesting computer museum. So if you find yourself in or near Paderborn, why not take a look? And without further ado, let's start with the conference, which started with Stefan Janosch from the board of the German RSEs Association, opening the conference on the first day, followed by the first keynote speaker, Reinhard Keil. He took us briefly through a history of Heinz Nixdorf that I already alluded to, but he also gave a very interesting talk on ergonomics in software engineering. And with that, the conference started in earnest, and... What a full program that was! A set of parallel tracks with one-hour sessions on each day, a poster session, an award ceremony at the end of the first day, and a conference dinner, and, as I mentioned before, a day of workshops right at the end. The tracks covered a whole range of different areas, from automation, organization-wide initiatives, to cloud solutions, metadata, architecture, and last, but not least, a session on musicology right at the end of the conference program that I'll be talking a little bit about later. I joined the University College London as an RSE just over three years ago, but the sheer breadth and width of the areas in which RSEs are engaged never really ceases to amaze me. And I think this is truly a testimony of what we can bring to the table to support and indeed enable science. But with so many parallel sessions, you obviously have to make a choice. 
and I selected on my first day and the first session to be on organization-wide initiatives. Agile software methodologies have gone mainstream in the industry for a while, so it was interesting to see how they can be applied and are applied in a research software engineering setting. And uh, this was indeed the theme from a talk by Christine Schima-Voigt from the University of Göttingen. She explained how introducing Agile practices provided a better structure to deliver projects more reliably, but it also improved the job satisfaction of the team members considerably. So that's certainly a very important plus. In another session, uh, this time on automation, I heard from an engineer from the University of Kiel in the north of the country talking about how backlogs and backlog items can be turned into unit tests. Hmm, interesting. And uh, in the same session, we heard a presentation on a team from Potsdam in collaboration with one of the uh, Dutch universities, how they scanned GitHub repositories to extract some interesting metrics. For instance, the use of software licenses and there's a spoiler alert, because a good third of the repositories they scan still have no license at all. Which brings me nicely to the talk given by Tobias Schlauch from the German Aerospace Laboratory, who highlighted the need for software license and gave the audience an overview on how that can be done. Listeners of this podcast may indeed remember the first of the bite-sized RSE miniseries on the subject of software licenses, and why it's important, and the session in Paderborn are a reminder that you have to reiterate this message over and over again. It does indeed take a long time to change habits, it seems. Going to a conference, of course, isn't only about listening to talks, it also means meeting friends, colleagues and new people, and each hour-long session had a break during which I took the opportunity to catch up with a few of them. So, for instance, Oliver Bertoch, who I mentioned at the beginning. Oliver is keen to get the RSE community back into full gear after the pandemic years. And in my discussion with him, he highlighted that the break brought upon the community by COVID-19 can also be regarded as an opportunity to think about how we go from here and how the RSE community can be strengthened further. Ramping up the momentum for the community was also on the mind of Stefan Janosch, who I talked to next. As I mentioned before, Stefan sits on the board of the German RSE Association, and the last four years since the last conference, things have changed a lot. Because despite of the pandemic, more members joined, more RSEs were hired, and Stefan hopes that this will drive the community further. And indeed, just before we had our chat, I saw Stefan busily arranging tables for RSEs from different regions of the country to come together. And if I'm not mistaken, one of the outcomes from this conference indeed is that a regional RSE group is being formed in the southern state of Bavaria. Finally, I met with Heidi Seibold, who many of you know as a strong advocate for open science. Software being such an important part of science, it's no surprise, of course, to find Heidi at the conference, and indeed later in the evening of the first day, she presented a poster on the subject. For those who have attended conferences for a while, a poster session set as the last item of the day is often in the trade known as the graveyard shift. But nothing could be further from the truth with this one, because although it was late in the day, it was very busy indeed. 
With a glass of wine or another drink in hand, people were busily mingling, chatting, having discussions around posters, and generally enjoying themselves, which was really great to see. Sadly, I missed the dinner afterwards, as I was scheduled to give a presentation in the first session of the following day, and indeed as the first speaker, no less, and it's quite good to keep your head clear. Which, of course, brings us to day two of the conference, which was no less eventful. For in the same session that I was in on cloud computing, we heard from Christian Kniep on the MetaHub registry, which aims to make the use of containers and high-performance computing easier. And uh, you should really look that up. Training RSEs is a hot topic at the moment, and I'll be coming back to that a bit later when we come to the workshop day. But on this, the second day of the conference, an entire session was dedicated to education and digital literacy. Lucas Lum from Aachen told us how difficult it is to change people's habits and behaviours, which is what I alluded to earlier. For instance, in the use of Git and GitHub repositories such as GitLab and GitHub, and of course software licenses. Not that people don't see the benefits in general, it's just that they don't seem to see enough benefits for themselves at the point when they do things. It's a battle that I had to go through myself a few times, and no doubt listeners may have had the same experience. Fredo Axleben from the Helmholtz Institute has been doing training courses for some time. As many RSE positions are temporary, the team and he experience a continuous influx of less experienced newcomers, replacing the more experienced engineers. Basic training, it seems, is a gift that keeps on giving. The highlight of the day for me, though, personally, was the session on musicology right at the end of the day. Uh, Lynn Konatowski showcased an experiment, which was really great, because she and her team conducted an experiment with a musician to produce a performance driven by audience feedback. And it uh, kind of involved an actor in an MRI scanner, machine learning components and devices attached to the audience members to get their feedback, which then in turn drove the performance, such as, for instance, the speed at which the music was played. Lynn got the obvious question at the end, if we could hear a sample or not, but alas, none was available. Uh, another presentation, if the music of Richard Strauss is your thing, then Lukas Retschmeier from the Technical University of Munich has got you covered. He and his team are using software to analyze original scores in order to get to as close to the intention of the composer as possible, which um, surprisingly seems to be more difficult than you might think. In one of the session intervals, however, I had a very curious experience that I'd like to share. One of the conference participants, whom I didn't know, approached me and asked, are RSEs less interested in software architecture, design patterns, and the more advanced topics of software engineering? And why did I ask him? Well, he thought that it was actually underrepresented at the conference. Um, personally, I don't think that I agree, because there were indeed a number of talks on advanced subjects. I mean, like the one from Christian I mentioned earlier on MetaHub Registry, which is, um, you know, going on a relatively advanced level. At the same time, however, it triggered a thought process, because indeed we do have a number of courses and training opportunities available for entry to mid-level RSEs. 
There may be one in your institution, for instance, and like what Fredo Erksleben from Helmholtz mentioned in his talk earlier on the second day, and of course we also have the code refineries and carpentries. At the same time, though, there's a growing need for experienced engineers in areas such as high-performance computing, data science and analysis, and other areas. And with not enough skilled personnel around, what training opportunities can we offer aspiring RSEs to train up? And it is indeed a question that has become a hot topic. And so in that respect, I think the guy had a good point. In the UK, for instance, there's a whole project that was started recently called Universe HPC to address this issue. And at the conference in Paderborn, a workshop was organised to bring people together and gather ideas how we can fill this gap. Heidi Seibold, who I mentioned before, kicked off the workshop and she gave us a concise run through the current situation, emphasising again the need and the growing need for more advanced training. And this was seconded by representatives from the code refinery and the carpentries. With this workshop having been well attended, a lot of interesting ideas came up. And uh, for me, and for others no doubt, it will be interesting to see how these ideas will translate into future training opportunities. And with that, we are close to the end of this conference. But before I close, I wanted to highlight another workshop. And that was on establishing RSEs in Germany. The association, its members and interested parties are working on a position and strategy paper to help promote and strengthen the case for better funding of research software engineers. For in my various conversation, it appears that many, if not most, RSE positions are still temporary. However, my understanding is also that it is gradually changing and more and more permanent positions may be opening up in future. And uh, this may indeed be largely driven by the big research organizations in Germany, such as the Helmholtz Institute, Max Planck, Fraunhofer Institute and others. But it's also driven by a vibrant and active community, as we know, in countries such as the UK. And my impression from this conference was that the German RSE community is indeed a very active one. And I think there was really a buzz and energy in Paderborn that I'm sure will move the RSE community further. I recall what Stefan Janos said to me when I asked him, when I talked to him earlier, he said we may look back to the Paderborn conference and realise it was a pivotal moment, just as the previous conference was, from four years ago. And this sentiment was indeed echoed by Frank Löffler, who was also a board member of the RSE Association. Frank also assured us that there will be an in-person conference for the German RSE community again next year in 2024, but if you don't want to wait for that long, why not book yourself into the unconference session, which will happen in the East German city of Jena in September 2023? And finally, a shout out to all the organizers and volunteers who made this conference possible and turned it really into a great event. A big thank you to all of you. You really did a great job. And personally, I was very pleased to see Claire Wyatt amongst the organizers. Claire the former community manager of the UK RSE Society, is now busily promoting and working for the community in Germany at the research centre in Jülich. It was really great to see Claire again. For those of you who want to catch up with the papers and presentations, you will find them at the DE RSE Zenodo link provided in the episode notes. And with that, 
goodbye. Oh, time's up. See you next time. But before I forget, this podcast is covered by the Creative Commons license. See ya.